how to grow your team. Find out on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Digit. Save money without thinking about it. Get paid $5 just for signing up at servenomaster.com backslash digit today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. One of the biggest challenges for a young growing business is when your time gets full and you begin to have tasks that you need to get done, but it's not efficient for you to do them yourself. There are certain tasks that take a lot of time, but not a lot of expertise. They're more mechanical. Once you master them, you can easily teach them and pass them on. And it's time to expand your team. And there are several different ways to do this, and it can be very challenging the first time you look to hire new staff. And I want to take you through the process that I use that I've refined over years of growing my business. The place to find good staff always changes for a long time. I worked with a lot of interns and mentored a lot of people and that process was very effective for many years. Then for a long time, I hired people in my community or hired people through other resources. But lately I've shifted to a really good outsourcing platform. And outsourcing is where you hire people in other countries and you get to take advantage of the difference in living costs in other countries. You could hire someone at what would be a very low wage in America, but that is a very high wage in another country, and this is what most large corporations do. Watch the news and you'll see that Disney, Google, Apple, they're all doing this. They're always looking to hire the most skilled people for the lowest wages they can get away with. This is how all businesses operate. My favorite platform these days is called Outsourcely. I've got a link below. If you go to servedomaster.com backslash Outsourcely, they'll give you $100 to use to hire staff, and that's more than you need. A basic membership costs $19 a month, so using my coupon you get five months, and that's way more time than you need. What's great about Artsourcely is you find someone and then you hire them directly. You don't have to pay them through the Outsourcely platform, it's simply an introductory platform. I discovered it recently about uh, three months ago and I've hired all my recent staff through this platform and it's been very effective for me. When I post an ad, I get anywhere from 100 to 300 applications. Now, I know that seems like a lot, but it gives me a lot to work with. One of my biggest challenges in dealing with my vision is that I can't spend as much time with the computer as I used to. So I've switched completely to dictating all of my books. And in fact, I'm looking to start dictating my blog posts as well to really be very effective with my time. And I've talked about this process a little bit recently because it's a big part of my life, but before I went through this, I also hired a social media manager throughout Sourcely. So the person who's running all my social media accounts for me is helping me organize Instagram, organize YouTube, organize the Facebook page, all of that stuff. I found her through Outsourcely as well. The next time I hire someone, I'll use this platform. What I like about it is that you can post the job you're looking for. You can say, I'm looking for someone part-time or full-time, this many hours a week, this is what the job is, this is what the pay is. So people go in knowing exactly what the job is. Unlike Upwork, which I've really gotten tired of using because you, get, you just get a lot of bad applications and bait and switches and a lot of problems on that platform ever since they stopped being Elance. Here, it's not people looking for contract work, it's people looking for a full-time job. So you get a lot of applications from people that are looking to work with you for months or years. When you're putting together your ad, when you're putting together your job offer, you want to include a test task. 
I transcribed a short section from one of my books, and then I had everyone who passed my first round of transcribing auditions then go transcribe that same section. I looked to see who got it right and who did better than me. I don't want just as good as me, I want better than me. And other people who did better than me, then I negotiated, well, how many hours a week can you do? How fast can you do at this rate? What can we accomplish together? And you have these really great conversations with people. You can really connect on what they need, what you need, and begin to develop a strong working relationship. I pay weekly, which allows me to pivot if it's not the right fit. So every Friday, I pay all the people who work for me. This is very helpful for people. Instead of having to wait two weeks, instead of having to wait a month, and if it's not the right fit, then I can say, hey, it's not the right fit, let's move on. Now, I haven't had that problem yet, but I like having that option. And you can give people weekly tasks and kind of manage things. And there are a couple of areas where I'm looking at expanding again. The next time I hire people, I'm almost thinking about hiring a full-time editor, someone to full-time take my transcriptions and clean them up and format them to the next level. I'm not sure if I'm gonna make that decision because I do love doing that part myself. I like making sure my voice is strong. But if I can get the right person, it will really accelerate my business again. It will triple the speed at which I can generate content. So it will be very valuable for me. I'm not quite ready to pull the trigger on that. I'd have to find the right person and go through a lot of process, but it's something I'm thinking about. I'm also thinking about hiring a website manager, someone to do the tech. Right now, every image you see on the blog, every piece of design, everything in the corner on the sidebar, everything in the members area, all of that's me. And I can't add pages as fast as I want. I wanna do new things and clean up new things and make things better. So possibly having someone who's good at tech might really help me there. I don't wanna to grow too fast. I don't wanna hire 20 people and try to manage 20 people. I like to hire one person, spend a long time really interacting with them, making sure that the fit is super tight before I move on to the next. But these are things I'm thinking about. I love this platform. It makes it very easy when I posted an ad for Social media manager, I got about 100, 150 applications for a transcriptionist, I got over 300. Depending on the type of task you're looking for, it may be more valuable for you to hire someone from the Philippines or India or Bangladesh who will give you 40 hours a week for a low number. Someone who, it seems low to you, but you're actually paying them double than the national wage. So you're really doing something good without it breaking the bank. You're kind of finding something that you can afford. The reason we want to hire people is to increase your profits. I made a big mistake when I first grew my business about three years ago and I began to hire people at really high wages. And every month I would have anywhere from 10 to $20,000 in payroll I had to cover and that meant I had to generate that much money. People were working for me and they cost more than they generated. That meant I had to work extra to pay their salaries. They weren't covering the cost of their own salaries. And that's not what you want. Here with each of my people I can set them up with the salary that I can afford right now based on how the business is going. I have to leave a lot of buffer, especially because of the medical issues with my wife. But then I set them with goals and tasks and ways to generate revenue for the business that if they hit those goals, then they get bonuses. So there's a bonus structure in place. All of these pieces allow me to hire people and put goals in front of them and not put too much pressure on the business. When you have staff that's quite expensive and if you hire someone in the west and you hire someone in america especially if you're living in america you have to deal with taxes and a lot of other complexity once you pay someone more than 600 dollars in the u.s you have to start dealing with w-9s and forms and all of those things so i prefer not to hire people from america just because it's really hard you have to do all this additional paperwork and when you hire someone there you end up paying a great deal of money and it's a big risk when you're a small business. This is if you're a very small business. Once you're larger and you got 10 or 20 staff, 
adding one more, you've already got your systems in place, your onboarding in place. But because I don't, I would rather start at lower numbers, lower risk, and build a relationship with people on my team. It's very tempting to form a paternal relationship or familial relationship with my team, and I used to do this, and it led to people not working very hard. I got too close to my team, and now I've learned it's much better to keep people at a distance. I know a little bit about their lives, I know their needs, and I am more focused on our pure business relationship, and that keeps the relationships much more professional. It's better for everyone involved. When you're expanding, you want to make sure that the work you need done is worth what you're going to pay someone. That's the ratio. For me, I look at are they going to generate more money or are they going to save me more time? If they can do either of those things effectively, that's big for me, especially time saving. Right now, I'm more hiring based on time saving than anything else. I brought in a transcriptionist because I can't spend as much time on the computer and she makes me much faster. She gets my books all the way through the first rough draft phase. If I can get someone who can turn rough draft into first draft or even rough draft into almost ready to go, that will be another accelerator. I'm not quite sure I'm ready to pull the trigger on that. I still want to get things perfectly tight with my transcriptionist. I want to get to the point where we're way ahead. Right now I have four or five books dictated that haven't been transcribed yet. That's very possible that in the next week to 10 days, they'll all be transcribed and suddenly I'll have a huge number of transcribed books that are stuck at that phase because I can dictate and transcribe way faster than I can edit and clean up. As you're looking at your processes, there will be things that you realize are taking a huge amount of time. Perhaps you're spending a huge amount of time formatting your books. If formatting takes a lot of time for you or it's very challenging for you, bringing in someone else to do the formatting, training them can be really valuable. If you're spending a lot of time doing rote graphics work, I'm designing some physical products right now that turning into the graphic part is very copy and paste. Once I have the text written, I have to copy and paste it 52 times in a row to an image. That takes a lot of time. I'm still in the testing phase for that product, but if it goes as well as I think, I'll have to bring in someone to do that because it takes me about an hour to copy and paste, and it's not a good return on investment for my time. It's really worth bringing in a staff or bringing in helpers at an affordable rate that can handle your rote tasks, your time-intensive tasks, to handle the things that you're not good at and organize the things that you're not good at. One of my biggest challenges or weaknesses as an organization, I'm not a hyper-organized person. And maybe I'm just being too hard on myself because I'm successful in a lot of areas, but I would love to be more organized. I would love to have more structure to my organization. I would love to put things in place to really help me with how I want to organize certain structures in my business, but I'm more of a person who likes to organize what I'm going to work on today and then work through that pattern. That's really how I work. I get a lot of things done and my priorities change every single day, but sometimes within my projects, I feel like there are pieces that aren't as organized as they could be. Especially with how I've organized my email structure, I always think, oh, I could be doing better there, I could be doing better there. So I look at areas of my business where I think I could improve, and really, that's something that I couldn't outsource because it requires a great deal of creativity or a great deal of decision making. But if I can get people handling these other pieces of task for me, it really opens up my time. It really allows me to focus on that area I want to focus on more. So these are some of the things that I'm thinking about with hiring my own staff. When you're thinking about, is it time for me? You want to wait until you're profitable from your business. But once you're making a couple of hundred dollars a month or a couple of thousand dollars a month, you can start thinking about 
which tasks am I doing that doing faster would make me more money? And as long as the time acceleration or the time saved is worth more than the salary, it's worth doing. When you're going through the interviewing process, as you sent out your ad, you'll receive lots of applications. And a lot of people will message you. It's very tempting to jump the gun on the very first person to send you a good resume. You want to do more than that. You want to go through a bit of an interview process, which means talking to the people and say, oh, here's a little bit about my business. Tell me a little bit, tell me a little bit about you. Part of it is to see if they'll actually reply. What I look for are a couple of key things in the messaging process. First of all, I look for copy and paste messages that have obviously not read the job I posted. There are certain people that just copy and paste and they use words like, oh, I can tell by reading your job description that I'd be a perfect fit for your business. I'd be the perfect fit for this position. We could work together and do some amazing things. And I can tell, well, none of those are specific words. You haven't mentioned what the task is or what your skill set is. After that, I go and look at the person's description. What's really great is on Outsourcely is every single person has a list of the things that they're good at and they're ranked on a scale of one to five. So for a transcriptionist, I look for people that were four and fives on the transcriptionist skill level. I also look for people that have really good English grammar scores, really good editing scores, really good writing scores, and typing speed scores. Those are skills that all lead towards a better level of transcription that I'm looking for. I speak and run on sentences, as you can tell by listening to this podcast episode, and people find those very annoying in books. Written, I need to be more succinct and have shorter sentences and a little bit clearer messaging, not say and and so all the time. Having Transcriptionists who will edit a little bit on the fly and clean up my language a little bit is really gold for me. It really helps a lot. Read through each resume or take a quick scan through before you message people, before you read their message. Make sure they have the skills that you're looking for, they have the experience you're looking for. You may want to hire from specific countries or avoid specific countries, and you can click little search buttons inside of Outsourcely and say, oh, I don't want to hire anyone from the Philippines, or I only want to hire people from the Philippines, and that'll help you sort. People will continue to respond to your application even if you say someone's been hired. I still get more and more applications every single day. Once I've read someone's resume, once I've then read their message to me and I can tell they've actually read what the job description is, which means they know what the pay is, they know what the task is and they still want it, I then go into the process of interviewing. The first thing I do is I send them a task to do. I want them to demonstrate that they're quick on responding, that they're serious about the job. That's what I'm really looking for, someone who can really do the next level. Plenty of people will respond, you message them back, they've already sent applications to thousands of people, they don't even reply to you. So you can quickly sort them out. I only start responding to people that have responded to me. So once I send out my first batch of responses, then the list of people I'm focusing on is much shorter. And you can go through as complicated or simple of an interview process as you like. Some people like to send a really long, complicated survey to find out a lot about the person. It depends on the type of task and what level you're looking for. If you're looking for like a business manager, yeah. You need a really complicated set of tasks. I also like to check to be sure they have the correct tools. Where I live, I used to hire a lot of people on my island, but it was very challenging because no one has computers. Everyone either has phone, smartphone, or tablet, and that's not good enough for most of the tasks that I need done. You can manage all of your social media really well from your smartphone, but you can't manage someone else's social media really well that way. You'd have to turn off all of your own accounts and only have my accounts on your phone, and most people don't want to do that. So having a laptop is a requirement to work for me or any type of computer. Having a high-speed internet connection, being available, having the time to work on the job, these basic things are things I do have to look for. If you want someone to handle graphics, well then you need them to have the graphics programs that you want. If you need a lot of Photoshopping done or a lot of InDesign, make sure they have that. In addition to the experience, sometimes people, this happens to me more on Outsourcely. This happens to me more on Upwork than Outsourcely, but people will 
message me and they'll say, oh, I don't have that software, you have to buy it for me. I've had people say, oh, give me a computer with that software and I'll do the job. That's not how it works. I'm not gonna send someone a $2,000 computer and hope they can do the job. I need people who have the tools already and who can work those things. So if it's anything technical, if it's anything that's requiring their computer, I say, let me know what software you have that's good for writing and editing. If you're doing graphics, what graphics software do you have? What graphics experience do you have? What are you good at? And Outsource again will list how good they are with Photoshop, how good they are with different software programs, but I still like to make sure they have them. And when people really understand the task, they'll list the programs that you want to hear about. So I really look for people that mentioned Grammarly in their response to the writing job I posted. I want to find people who can deliver something really wonderful and who really understand where I'm coming from. And the transcription I started with now, she mentioned Grammarly in her application. I said, oh, that's a good start. Some of the other things in the application were really good. I looked at her transcription of scores. She's from a Western country, all wonderful things. Those are what I look for when I'm hiring a certain type of staff. Now for things that don't require language, I can begin to look at other countries. I gave a lot of people opportunities to do the application process and fill out the demo program to do a demo transcription. And non-native speakers were making too many mistakes, even though they said, oh, I've been transcribing for a long time. I looked and I said, oh, there's too many mistakes here. I need it perfect. I don't want to have to go through and fix your mistakes in addition to editing. I need someone who could take it as far as possible. I'm looking for the best finished product I can get in the timeline I need. But for something to do with tech or dealing with graphics, it's not important then if the person knows where periods and semicolons and spaces go. It's no longer as critical. And so as I move forward, I'll begin to look at people more and more from non-English speaking countries because I know that the wages I offer to get started are really valuable for them. When you're ready to grow your business, when you're ready to free up more of your time, I do recommend taking a look at Outsourcely. It's my favorite platform and it's really helped me find some great staff. I love how many applications I get for jobs. Just having hundreds of applications means I can sift and find some real diamonds. I always wait to hire people until I can do the task myself. I used to try and hire people to do things I didn't know how to do yet. And I've discovered that people you hire that way, you don't know if they're doing good job or bad job. You don't know a lot about the tasks that they're doing. You don't know about their performance levels. And so you could hire someone who's doing a really bad job and you don't know because you've never done it yourself before. I know how to do all the graphics on my website so I can hire someone else to do it. Now I know how to build my website, I did it myself. I know how to edit, write, transcribe books. I've done all those tasks myself. This really frees me up with the assessment process. Sometimes you hire people, you don't even bother checking their work because you know you don't know how. Eventually they'll figure it out and the quality of their work will drop. You want to have your eye on the ball as you're hiring people and perhaps you've run companies or managed people or managed staff before and you know more about this than me but it's a little bit different when it's your own money. Every dollar I spend on staff is a dollar that I can't spend on my kids or a dollar that I don't spend on my wife or my family or food or toys. That means I'm very cautious with how I spend my money. I want to be sure that I'm getting a positive return on investment. When you're ready to grow your business, hiring the right people at the right price can accelerate your growth and free up a lot of your time. That's why I love using Outsourcely. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Serve No Master podcast. Join me on my Facebook page at facebook.com backslash serve no master.